This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. I printed out seven pages to split up in two Sundays, but God has me there. Don't do it this Sunday. Interject this. Amen? Amen. So I stand before you, not what I type through him, I always type through him, uh, but I'm, I'm coming from what he had typed throughout time and canonized in his word. And his spirit is speaking to us. And uh, the day is approaching for the fast to come. It's a prophetic clock. And he wants us to go through the threshold of this fast and go through the process of it, come out clean on the other side. He wants weights and sin that easily beset us to beset us no more. So when we get to the other exit of the threshold, amen. He wants us to live a fasted life. Not just go through a fast, but have a fasted kind of lifestyle. And we can say no to the flesh. Uh, so let us go through these scriptures. Mark 13, we were reading in the uh, Bible reading plan on this morning. This was the New Testament scripture. And I could hear the Holy Ghost screaming it out. The latter part of Mark 13, Jesus is speaking to these people who are always posing questions to him. He sat upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple. Peter, James, and John and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when shall these things be? Jesus is um, speaking of times uh, that you know certain things will happen. When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? Jesus answering them began to say, take heed lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Many are walking the earth saying they are anointed, but they have not been anointed by God. Anointed, we have to look at it from the legal standpoint in the spiritual realm that God has commissioned you, given you uh, instructions, marching orders to do a certain thing. And he will move everything out of the way for that to be accomplished. His word accomplishes what it is set out to do. He can put his word in you and upon you, commissioning you. In other words, anointing you to do something, to say something, to be someone. God is the commissioner. Amen. And uh, But some are going to come and acting like they're the commissioner with the plan of God. And Jesus said, when, when you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled for such things must needs be, but the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation, we see it now, and uh, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes. We saw a big one a few weeks ago happening on the other side of the world. I just think uh, my daughter flew to that, close to that spot, but not in that exact spot, and uh, came back uh, She's back now in, uh, in America. Amen. Amen. And um, we thank God that she's safe. But uh, yes, in, in, in Turkey, we saw the news. And the, the debris is still being cleaned up and such and finding people. My God, it's a sad thing. But diverse places shall have earthquakes and there shall be famines and troubles. And uh, we have commercials on TV here in America about losing weight 
folks are overeating, but there are parts of the world, their bellies are big for another reason. There's uh, malnourishment going on and people aren't eating because they don't have the food of which to nourish themselves. It's happening in the world right now and even in America of all places, one of the most successful richest places on the earth, but yet we have people starving. My God. Jesus said these are the beginnings of sorrows. It's just the beginning. We're just scratching the surface with that. How worse is it going to get? My God. But Jesus is saying, take heed to yourselves for they shall deliver you up to councils and in synagogues. Ye shall be beaten and uh, ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the gospel must first be published among all nations but when they shall lead you and deliver you up take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak neither do ye premeditate but whatsoever shall be given you in the hour that speak ye for it is not ye that speak but the holy ghost amen and that's how he has me doing it right here and right now I left my script at home, but I have the scriptures. Uh, now the brother shall betray the brother to death, and the father, the son, the children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. Uh, folks, you know, because they get, they're going to have that, that latter end spirit. They want to be, you know, free to do whatever, and the government is going to allow it, and and if you're not privy to that, they're going to squeal on you because they're not loving the way Jesus said love. They're going to love the way the devil said love. And then, of course, they're going to be the accusers. The devil is an accuser. Uh, he's a deceitful one, my God. And people are going to act just like their hellish father in, in these latter days. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. We have to what? Endure. Endurance is diligence. We're skipping now quickly over to uh, verse 35. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you, what? Sleeping, my God. And the Holy Ghost is asking us today, are you sleepwalking? Are you sleepwalking? My God. We're gonna go over now, quickly over to Corinthians. There was a church there at Corinth and uh, they had some issues and a warning was put out through the Holy Ghost against moral laxity. They were getting lax with their morals. And we see a laxity. The devil has given laxatives to the people and they have eaten them. My God. And they're speaking through the verberia of hell. You heard of diarrhea, but there's a such thing as verberia. Run in your lip. Amen. And you could run your lip based on what the Holy Ghost is saying, or you could run your lip based on what hell is saying. And they have gone out, teachers, based on the hellish doctrines of devils and pulling people in because of this laxity of fellowship and they are seducing them. So seducing spirits are out here 
and their coddling and tickling fancies and causing people to be cozy in this lax morality. Look at what they were doing here in verse 9, uh, 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? It sounds like he's speaking on a street corner to stark sinners, but he's right in the house of God saying these things. He says to them, be not deceived, neither fornicators, because there were fornicators in there, nor idolaters. He has to say that. Why? Because idolaters were in the house. Nor adulterers. Well, yeah, they were in there. Nor effeminate. They were starting to be in there. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Nor thieves. All these people were in there. Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. Nor revelers. People like the party. Uh, nor extortioners. People, amen, using their power to uh, get money from folk. Threatening them, blackmail, and all kind of things. None of these folks shall inherit the kingdom of God. And they are extortioners right in the house of God. Uh, they're called uh, uh, revivalists. And they come in extorting money. They make you feel bad because you're not giving and pressure you to give. That's extortion. My God. Some people call it fleecing the saints, but that's extortion. Amen. And the scripture said, and such were some of you, but ye are washed. He says some of them in the church were saved and others were not. But ye are sanctified. He's talking to the sanctified folk now. But ye are, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. God is calling for us to have an eye stationed on his glory. And now I'm going over to a quick little note I wrote in our uh, Bible reading. I uh, put it on our church Facebook posted two hours ago. Now it says here, do you sleepwalk? Amen. So. I'm basing that on Mark 13, 36 that we read earlier. The note here that I was inspired to write, it was a quick one, but it says we must never succumb to spiritual somnambulism. That's a big word I learned in seventh grade in honors English. You break it apart in the Latin and such, and it just means sleepwalking. Somnambulism, sleepwalking, my God. Um, and Jesus gives us a warning against it in this verse. The sleep that Jesus is talking about in his exaltation is a spiritual condition. An ongoing introspection is necessary while we're here on the earth, taking our lifelong walks of faith. And we're on this earth to walk a walk of faith. And God gives us marching orders saying, fight the what good fight of faith. You cannot please God unless you do whatever it is in faith. Everything has to be in faith. Faith is trusting in God and God's going to give you something to do. You must hear him. Trusting allows you to now take what you heard and to make a decision to obey it or not. And you have faith when you hear his word and what? obey. We must hear his word and obey. God knows there's going to be situations in our life when biochemistry takes over. 
When the ruts of thoughts, I'm using a country word ruts because uh, if it was rainy and muddy and your car made a little canal in the road, in the dirt road, and uh, somebody else could get in that little rut, that little hole in the mud, the little clay roads. Mother, you remember them clay roads? Way back when? Get muddy and uh, the, the wheels make a little hole there. And then all of a sudden, next day, it gets sunny and dry. And what happens? It gets hard, and that little hole is still there. It's a rut. And uh, sometimes, you know, God needs to find these, these uh, rough places, ruts, in our thinking. And God has to what? Smooth them over so we don't fall back into them. The wheel always seems to find where that rut is and go right in there. And we don't want to go back. God said uh, he wants us to not be those that fall back as unto perdition, but those that believe unto the saving of their soul. Right. We got to keep on keeping on. We got to keep striving. Amen. And church, God didn't say church was about numbers. He never said I looked through here a lot. Nothing about numbers. He's not looking. He's not coming back. Oh, I'm going to the big church. Y'all little folk, y'all, y'all know what y'all are doing. See, they know what they're doing. It's all televised. You know what happens when you get into this rut of being televised? Now you are succumb to whatever it takes to stay there. Those preachers are pressured, and they put that pressure on you. And they begin to sound nice and look nice, but they become extortionists. And they're going to extort money out of you. Touch the screen. You have faith. Touch the screen. They got all kind of ways. They think about it. They have psychologists on their team. They know how to work it. They know how to pull strings and push buttons and work on our emotions. And what is that? Oh, a con man. There are people who have left their calling and become con men. And some are just using um, their subculture and their tradition now, and they have now become propagators uh, of all of what their subculture has taught them to say, how to keep their thumb on, you know, pressed on folk and keep them down, how to control folks, keep everybody in a certain place. And they'll pacify you for a little bit, give you a little title or something, something, but they still got you under their thumb. So there's a lot of pacification going on out there. People are feeling good about themselves. Oh, I got this and that title. There were little kids running around the laundromat right in the complex where we're at. And uh, they were coming, running back and forth because they heard the music. We let them come on in and then eventually come on up after the sermon, uh, what their name is, introduce themselves, where they're from. And we found out they were from some church. And the little boy had a little title and everything. Wasn't even sure if he was saved, but he had a big title. Uh, some kind of junior, deacon, this and that, and the other thing. And see what people do. They take these words out of the Bible and, and, and discredit what God has ordained as something that's legit by the calling of God. And God said, uh, I am the God, the Father of lights, where every good and perfect gift comes from. And Jesus, amen, will bring giftings to us from the Father through the Holy Ghost and give us giftings. Some God made as deacons, some apostles, teachers, pastors, ministrators, and such and such. But we give these titles to people to keep them in. Keep them a little busy doing a little something, something in the house of God. 
so we can have certain numbers in the house of God. But people aren't being saved that way. They're not being discipled. They're being held by extortionists and con men. And they're not being saved for real. And sometimes they get sick of that place and now they want to find a different place that may, might be able to tickle their fancy a little better than the other place. And you got these fickle folk out here. That's not faith. That's fickleness. My God is not of God's spirit. And God's spirit will make you stationary. You'll be like a tree. The trees got roots and they stay in that spot. There are a lot of trees out there. Been living for hundreds of years. These trees saw a lot. Let's do a personification, if you will. These trees have seen a lot. And uh, people have come and go on the scene, off the scene. And, uh, and some trees had to succumb to hangings. You know, they hanging people on the tree, killing black folk, my God and other folk, tying them to that tree, whipping them mercilessly for barely any cause. And trees have seen a lot. My God. But look at what God is saying. We got to amen. We're going through time with our life, wherever we're at in history. God is trying to show us. While you're on this earth, you got to make good of God's will. And the devil's going to try to mess you up with tricks, gimmicks, games. He's coming through. And uh, sometimes uh, God has to whip us by letting us feel uh, the wiles of the devil and the tricks and uh, the afflictions and such. God uses that as his whipping machine. And sometimes folks are turned over to the devil and we're just steady fasting and praying for them. It seems like our fasting and praying is not going anywhere because God has turned them over. You don't believe me? Let's go back to the beginning of time before the flood. People were acting crazy and doing their own thing. They knew of God, but they didn't they want to do their own thing. They, they went the way of Cain. And Job was privy to it. He had, had journals and everything. God wrote through poetry uh, what, what happened with Job. And uh, the devil was going about it, doing, making the world a big mess before the flood came. A big mess. And uh, have you considered my servant Job? So Job was a man of faith. Job had that gospel kind of faith. He believed that one day, yes, the Lord would come and be a Messiah and such. And, and uh, he was living a, a faithful life, trusting in God. And and look at, look at uh, how he had to go through tests and trials. Saints sometimes are tested. Abraham was tested. Uh, give me your only son and uh, put him on the altar and give him back unto me. And, and God was showing that even, yes, everybody else is doing it, killing their babies to all of these idols and such. And it looked like God was making Abraham do it. But uh, there was a ram in the bush. And his name prophetically is Jesus. Jesus is there to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before his throne with exceeding joy. He's the only wise God. He's our Savior. Hallelujah. She said, stop. Your faith, amen, has been proven. And thank God for that. And we're going through some things. We're going through time. And nature has seen it. We're going through time. People are flip-flop, fly. I don't care if they die. They're going through this and going through that. But and, uh, and a lot of people are taking a test, but failing it, failing it miserably. You got women uh, married to a man as a preacher, 
they get tired of him and they go, you know, with some other dude. I've seen that. Women are leaving their husbands. There's a few of those situations out there. My God. And people are, uh, they got these buff pastors. They're young. And the women are going after them. My God. But don't you know the devil will send folk? Pastor Lisa and I were talking about this very thing this morning. The devil will send folk. The devil will send folk. And haven't you considered, my servant, put your name there, if you are a faithful person of God, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. And uh, everybody's all extorting and tickling the fancies out there, getting, you know, uh, rear ends in the seats. And, and uh, the devil always brings me these, these platinum platters. If you just do this, just do that. Don't, don't teach about this. Don't teach about that. Oh, there may be somebody out there hurt by that. You can't teach that. And he's trying to, amen, stymie the word of God. Stymie the move of the spirit. Jesus said if it comes in the house, you're supposed to preach on it. That there be healing. Sometimes the bones were healed incorrectly. God has to break them and then make them get healed correctly. They are demonic healings. My God, you got to know about the spiritual realm. The devil mimics God as though he is God. Didn't God say in the scripture... That he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But how does he do it? How is he successful with that? Because he is as an angel of lights. And uh, he's masquerading though. Going around as an angel of light. And he's trying to deceive folk. And folk aren't privy to the discipleship of Christ. So they don't know the difference between the devil's, Lucifer's fallen light. And the Lord Jesus, the, 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 the bright and morning star. Amen. The light of the world. They don't know the difference. And so they'll go and have their little demonic times, and, but they're calling them worship. And they don't even know how to worship because you have to be privy to worship through the revelation of the scripture by the Holy Spirit after you have been regenerated. Amen. The Lord works on you and you have a form of worship as you come to the Lord and he sanctifies you and saves you, pulls you up. Amen. Places your feet on the solid ground of righteousness and then God Enables you to have understanding to know how to come before the Lord. And he gives all kind of prescription directives, prescriptive directives on how to come before the Lord with singing and having your heart right. Cleanse your hands, he said, as purify your heart. You're not supposed to stay as you are. We come as we are, but we don't want stay as we are. But when folks are, amen, not privy to the real teachings of God, they will mix and compromise everything. There's a lot of compromising going on out there. And they have big numbers and folks are going to be lost. They think they're found, but they're lost. Oh, God. And the wide and broad is the way that what leads to destruction. But the good narrow way, few there be that find it. It's those little obscure ministries that don't look like they're going anywhere. They don't look like they know what they're doing. Folks came in and left out of here acting as if we don't know what we're doing. Why do you want to stay small? But uh, what runs the flow of the Holy Ghost are the small churches. They made a big business out of it when they started this mega church movement a few decades ago. But some were doing it right, teaching right. They had a lot of people that want to be taught right. But then some, you know, they get lax in their spiritual morals and begin to be drunk with the wine of the world. The, the satanic forces out there pulling on folks, making us lax, making us compromise, making us mix good with evil. 
My God. And then people get drunk like that. But God is saying, sober up. Jesus is coming back and we're sleeping. Jesus is coming back and we're spiritually asleep. How do people get into this sleep disorder? They get so tired of being, you know, pulled apart and it seems too hard to be saved. And, oh, I'm preaching my guts out and nobody comes and I'm singing like two worlds coming together. Nobody gets saved. Oh, it's just easier to just tickle everybody's fancy. Yes, yes. And the devil wants us to give in to that. We're being tested, church. The realm is being tested. Are you spiritual? Do you see the test? It's right here, right in front of us. My God, we're being tested. Hallelujah. We're being tested. Have you considered my servant, the realm? And we have pillars of faith still here. The smoke's going to clear. It's going to clear after a while. The smoke's going to clear. Will you still be standing? When all else fails, are you still going to be standing? Take a stand for Jesus. Folks are going around. They're sleepwalking because they're drugs. They're drugged, being pulled apart to have a lax, easy life. And God said, take my what yoke upon you and learn of me. Yes, there's a yoke, but it's an easy yoke. It doesn't mean it's flip-flop easy like that. You're going to go through some things. Why? Because we're going against the tide, against the current. And uh, we're, we're, we're seemingly going down a one-way street. And folks are saying, you're going the wrong way. But meanwhile, we're going the right way. Because the Holy Ghost said to go that way. Right, 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 right. Few there be that find it. There's a way that seems right. But the end thereof is going to be a destructive way. You can't go by your flesh. We're about to go into this fasting and consecration next week. Sunday, sunrise. And that's the, uh, the threshold of it. And we got to walk into it through time. We're going to walk into it. And uh, we're still going to have our proclivities. The devil is always tenderly calling. He trying to be like the Holy Ghost. Jesus is tenderly calling come home, come home. But the devil is saying, come back home, come back home. We made a stand to say, yes, I want to go in the way of God. But the devil is going to keep trying to say, come back. He'll use your biochemistry against you because there are biochemical ruts that we are used to and we're accustomed to it. And that's a certain way of thinking. Do you know your, your, your new, the neurons in your brain form? And uh, when you have a certain thought pattern, they form like that. The little, amen, receptors. It's electronic. God got electronics in us. And it formulates. And it comes in a biochemical kind of way. And we have a certain thought pattern. We have to unlearn that. Amen. We have to mortify the deeds of the flesh. That stuff has to be mortified. It does. We don't get rid of it. What happens is... God's going to crowd it out with the good stuff. And after a while, that's going to become null and void and dull. And we're going to start to forget about that. It's going to still be there. You're going to have a kind of a memory of it. And you can testify, yeah, honey, I used to do this. And I used to do that. But no. Hallelujah. And it takes work. You can't just get up and think it's going to happen. Faith takes work. And people are going to say, oh, he's, he's preaching wrong. Grace didn't say that. But grace is a work. 
God has graciously called us and given us the opportunity to say yes. And he gives us power, what? To say yes. He unloosed the shackles of sin so we can continue to say yes to the will of the Lord. And he's going to put a fork in the road. Which way are you going to go? Which way are you going to go? I will go the way of the Lord. We have to do that every single day. Start meditating on the wrong thing and see what happens. I preached some time ago that... Uh, your, uh, what, whatever you savor will want influence your behavior. And uh, if we keep savoring the wrong thing, you're going to follow suit right in that. If we're looking at folks fornicating, you saw the list in the scripture, we're going to eventually fornicate. Keep looking out on Lifetime fornicating movies. After a while, you're going to be fornicating. You may not have done it physically, but you're seeing that it's not such a bad thing. I got feelings. I haven't done it in a while. I need to go out and find somebody to do it to and do it to me. And the devil's going to put that plan in your heart until it comes out into your hands, feet, and other extremities. You watch. Whatever you savor is going to influence your behavior. That's why that list was there in Corinth. They were doing it. It's nothing new. They were doing it then. They had a man. uh, He had some kids and his wife died. When she left him, I don't know the whole story, but the uh, first wife was gone. Now he has a new wife, you see. So the new wife came in and the man had, uh, you know, an older son. And the son started being with the man's, in other words, his stepmother. So the stepmother and the son sleeping together. That happened to one of the churches in Corinth. So... That's why they're writing these letters. The apostles are writing these letters and epistles because sin was found in the camp. Sin had crept its way in. People were doing it out there. They get a little bit of saved and they come in. They got one slight little beginning of germination. Oh, I'm good and saved. And God said, you're not really good and saved. You're getting saved. Germination has a process. A seed is either germinating or about to, or maybe thinking about it. Which one are we? Are we in the good ground where we want to be germinated and the former rain comes in, loosens us up, and gets us all mushy-gushy, and and we begin to rot from the old thing, and the new thing comes out, finds water and substance, and we begin to use the, the food that we were born with, but God said, now you need some more food, amen, the meat, and they're going to grow, and Sprout up a stem and leaves and have the S-U-N shine. Becomes the S-O-N shine after a while in your spirit. Amen. And we begin to grow. And we don't know when exactly salvation happens for each individual. But amen, we have to pray them through. We have to keep watching and we have to keep praying. Folks have come through here. Amen. And they look saved. They sound saved. They dress saved, if you will. But you keep looking. You preach the hard truth of the word. They're saying, that's too hard for me. And they'll show you their hard head and hind parts as they go out the door. But that's all right. You know what God's saying? You know what? You get attached emotionally because we're human. And we could be into some depression if we allow the devil to pull us down. I preached some time ago. Do not fall into the uh, apostasy whirlwind. Because when people leave, they, they have a whirlwind. And, and people can get sucked right into that. 
and going out. Uh, if you don't go out, uh, your emotions will go down. Look at the prophets in the Bible. Ezekiel was a man tinkering around being depressed. Elijah had a time when he was getting depressed. My God, Jeremiah crying all over the place uh, right at the brink of being depressed. My God, my God. And look at Noah too. My God, all of them did a great work of the Lord. But if we don't stay put in the uh, refreshing flow of the Lord, stay in that refreshing flow. I'm talking to myself. I have to stay in the what? Refreshing flow. How do I preach like there's a thousand people when there's like three? My God, because I have to stay in the what? Refreshing flow. Hallelujah. And God has put us in a certain post. We have to be there. We are the uh, evidence of a better covenant. We're living it. And we have to stay on that post. We have to be not born and shaped in iniquity no more when we were conceived that way. And we'll be stymied to stay that way if we are deceived to stay that way. Might have been conceived that way, but I'm not going to be deceived to stay that way. I'm going to go the way of God because God, when they tapped me on the shoulder, he said, "Uh uh-uh, there's a better way. You don't have to go down like that, huh? There's a better way? You're a sinner. What? Almost. I didn't even know. What's a sinner? I had to learn. I had nine years old. I found out I'm a sinner. Good little boy. I like to do my little grades, get them right, try to get A's. My middle initial is A. I like A. Blood type A. I like getting A's. Amen? But God said, uh, you're not going to get to heaven like that, though. You, you're on your way to hell. Me? Hell? I had to find out, and I got taught and got discipled. I, I sat at the feet of the rabbi until I got taught enough to be able to stand, to walk and stand. Amen? Thank God. Folks don't stay long enough in the Lord to, amen, get out of this stupor. Get out of this sleepiness. The devil likes us drugged, so we stay sleepy. He makes us cozy. Here's a title. You don't, it don't take all that. The other church, I can like take all that. No, it don't take all that, honey. Or well, you a bishop tomorrow. And folks are just getting pacified into this thing until they are cemented into that thing. But God is asking us, are you sleeping? He's coming back and folk going to be asleep, Pastor Lisa. She preached a good word. She said she got it from a piece of the word that I preached some week or so ago. She said, are you getting ready? The Holy Ghost is getting ready to use you to preach uh, from a word I got from you. I said, okay, that's cool. Well, let the Lord say it again. We're sleeping in certain areas of our life. We're good on some parts, but some parts sleep. But guess what God says? A little leaven, what? Leaven is the whole lump. And if we're sleeping over here, this little spot, we're sleeping. Jesus said a little bit of darkness gets in your eye, the whole thing is dark. We got to get the little dark stuff out of us. Get it out. Amen. Find out where it is and put it out. Put it out like I got that flame off my wife's uh, bridal veil. Amen. We were lighting the candles in the ceremony and part of it was about to get singed and I had to put it out real quick. I forgot about that. Amen. She reminded me. I said, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I did it so fast. I you know, almost forgot that I did it. Amen. Thank God. But we got to do that. There's little flames flickering from hell. 
You know, it's like those concerts where they, they got the lights and they're waving them in the air. Like they just don't care. They're showing the light and the little lights flickering. Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. You know, the devil got a lamp trimmed and burning. The foolish virgins. My God. They got in there, in, into the Lord's realm, but they didn't get the Holy Ghost the way they should have. You better get the Holy Ghost while the getting is good. Wow, there's going to come a time when he withdraws. At the tail end, when Jesus is about to come, he's going to withdraw. Uh, he don't need to be there if Jesus is coming back. Isn't that right? Think about it. Jesus is about to come back. The Holy Ghost withdraws. And people thinking, I'm going to wait till the very end to get saved. No, if you don't want to get saved right now, you got the Holy Ghost power tapping you on the shoulder, reminding you, reminding you, reminding you, prompting you. And you're like turning a deaf ear, a stiff neck. You don't want to hear him. When he's gone, you're not going to hear him because he's going to be gone. And then it's going to be said, what? Too late. We got to get in while the getting is good. While it's inconvenient. When everybody can see you and see the difference. Everybody going that way and you're the only one going that way. Everyone going down the stream, you're going up the stream. Everybody can see that you look off. People don't want to look off though. They want to be woke. I'm woke. Woke to what? God's saying I'm awake out of sleep. Folks saying they woke, but they sleep. My God, we got to wake up to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Jesus is soon to come back, and he's going to come back when we least expect. Thank God for Mark seeing that in Matthew 24, 44. Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. There's going to be two in the field, one taking, one left, two in the bed, one taking, one left. And I don't want to be that one left. Jesus knows he helped his daughter preach real good last Sunday night. And uh, I was sleeping next to her. I said, Lord, uh, she preached so good. I'm, I'm praying that I don't be left up in here. She going to be gone. And I'm listening to one of my old sermons. And I'm like, whoa, I remember that guy. Lord, help me get back to that guy. Because I'm feeling a little like the devil trying to put a little depression up on me right here and right now. I need a refreshing, Lord. Because the devil will whisper all kind of stuff. Look, that church just started. He just became. He wasn't even a pastor yet. He got anointed. Look at it. Got them people up in there. What you got? What you got? And he trying to make you feel some kind of way. You're wasting your talent, aren't you? Look at you. Oh, you're waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Oh, you. And you use the scripture that I'm meditating on against me. Uses the evidence of I'm waiting against me. But don't let the evidence right here make you fall. Thank God Noah kept on nailing with his sons. 120 some odd years, nailing. And after 120 years, Methuselah died. Then the floods came. That was a time clock. My God, thank God Abram didn't completely give up. He didn't have a whole harem of Hagar's. The Hagar harem. He just had one. He messed up. He said, Lord, I, yeah, I should have did that. Lord. All hell broke loose in his home. The same wife that was pushing him to do it, now I want the lady thrown in hell. She the one caused it. My God, she let the Hagar whore, whore down, go down in the house, and then gonna try to burn it down. Lord, you the one caused it. We caused hell, and then we wanna, you know, go rebuking the devil. You the one shook hands with the devil. God has taken a station break today, because we've been talking about, you know, praying better. 
using our spiritual guns against the uh, gates of hell and having uh, the weapons of our warfare honed so that we are more effective in our prayer. The factual fervent prayer of a what righteous person avails much. We got to be righteous and we got to be uh, in the mind of God. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And uh, don't be distracted on the left and right. There's entertainment out there and it's distracting us. You may have gone through some things in your life and those little ruts come back and try to revive themselves and, and we get lax and lazy and, and, and at the brink of depression and such. Uh, mental health is very important. But we also have to let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Sometimes those gurus in society, psychologists, psychiatrists and whatnot, they may not be speaking the sentiments of the Holy Ghost for the healing you need. They'll coddle you and keep you and um, keep you medicated and keep on keeping on with their bills that they give you. My God, and no deliverance really happening. They keep calling you, I'm recovering, I'm recovering. You need to be healed, delivered, and set free. God likes past tense. You don't want us stymied in a stupor. We got to stay the course. Stay the course. Amen. Stay the course and tell the devil I want a divorce. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us not let the devil lull us to sleep. Father God, I pray that you encourage us as your people. Keep us from falling. Present us faultless before your throne with exceeding joy. You're the only wise God. You're our Savior. To you be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and evermore. I thank you, Lord. Help us to be encouraged to see it in the spirit realm. Where we're at right now in our lives and in our local assembly. We thank you, Lord. We're going to stay the course on our posts. Devil, you might as well just shut your mouth because God has set us free and he who the sun sets free is free indeed. You're going to tempt us and try to fool the very elect if possible. Oh God, I pray that you will stymie and destroy the weaponry of the devil, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray you're able. Keep us from falling, God. Help our ears to ever be open to the lips of God. Every morsel that comes from the mouth of God. Help us to be nourished by it, I pray. You're able, God, in Jesus' name. Help us to fight the good fight of faith. Walk and not be weary. Run and not faint. We know you're able. We need encouragement. Oh, help us to see our church in the spirit. And not give in to the lust of the flesh. The flesh wants us to accommodate what the flesh wants. And to tickle the fancies of folk. And just to fall prey to moral laxness, Lord. Oh, having a lax, a lax morality is not the order of the day. We know you're able. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, find us faithful in Jesus' matchless name. Protect the saints as we walk towards our consecration effort. Let us all be ready. Let us go through it, oh God. Get rid of things that might be a temptation. Let us not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. We ought to be diligent in our pursuit diligent oh hallelujah god we thank you lord and when the devil comes to seduce us we ought not be oh god giving in to the teachings of the devil help us father god to not be sleep help us to have that ongoing introspection because that's necessary for us to have that holy sobriety and vigilance 
because our adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And, oh God, it's a thin line between what we're going through right now and what's going to happen throughout all eternity. Help us, God, to make it in. We know you're able. Help each person stationed here that we will talk to the people in our circles, people we are familiar with, where we live and where we amen, even go to the medical facilities or where we go to work, Lord, where we go to the marketplace. You're going to help us to be, oh God, to have a word to touch us that someone else will be touched in due season. We will reap if we faint not. The, the realm will reap if she faints not. There's going to be a harvest. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We should not judge our harvest according to others. We know you're able, God, in Jesus' matchless name. Hallelujah. For a new day is approaching for your church to be who she should be, not what others think she ought to be, but who you want us to be. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.